Let me know when you found 1 Corinthians 12. Good, 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 good. And I know your heart's real open to the, to the things of God. Uh, verse 1, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. It was, uh, you know, the church at Corinth, there were people in there that were not very old spiritually. I mean, the whole church wasn't but a couple years old probably when he wrote this first letter to them. Do you know you don't have to be real old in the things of God? I mean, you don't have to have been serving God for 9 or 10 or 20 or 30 years to, uh, to get involved with some of these things. Amen. Uh, so Paul's right, and he says now about spiritual gifts. We've, we've told you before that in the original language, it, a better translation would be concerning the things pertaining to the Spirit of God or the things of the Spirit of God. Uh, which certainly gifts is an okay way to say it. Concerning the things of the Spirit, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. Amen. Right. We're not to be ignorant. If you go to the first verse of chapter 14, we're told to follow the way of love and eagerly desire the things of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Eagerly desire. Have you been eagerly desiring the things of the Spirit? Well, it's impossible to eagerly desire His things if you're ignorant of them. Hmm? Can you imagine somebody coming home and saying, well, I ordered a new car and I'm, I have just such great anticipation about receiving it when it comes from the factory. I'm just so excited about this new vehicle that I'm getting. Well, describe it to me. Well, I don't know what kind it is. What color did you get? I don't know. I just told them to order something. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be too, too terribly excited about it. Huh? Right. Unless you need a car so bad you don't care what they got you. <laughs> no, but there's no desiring. And there's, there's, you're not going to be pressing toward and desiring and hungering and thirsting for things that you're ignorant about in most cases. Amen. But thank God we don't have to be ignorant. We have plenty of light in the Word of God. Amen. To where we can know and we can see and, and uh, then you see the things in the word and how good they are and what kind of results they get. And, and, and all you can say is, whoo, Lord, I want that and more. Amen. So verse five says, Paul says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Amen. Who is speaking with tongues for? Everyone. Every Christian is supposed to be talking in tongues on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Well, they don't teach that in my church. They, they, you've been taught wrong then. Mm -hmm. You've been taught unscripturally if you've been taught different than that. Yes. Amen. I mean, on the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they all began to speak with tongues. Right. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 10, there was a group of uh, Gentile believers waiting for Peter to come and when Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell, came upon all of them there and they all began to speak with tongues and prophesy. You don't ever see any instance where people were filled with the Spirit and spoke with tongues and only a few of them did. Right. Right. Amen. It is for everybody. It is available to all. Amen. Amen. But it does take some hunger. It does take some desire. You have to move that direction. Amen. Well, we began to give you a couple weeks ago some benefits to speaking with tongues. Uh, the, the first couple, I think we've given you three so far. 
And they have to do with the area of prayer. Right? We talked about how you can pray beyond your understanding. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we said you can accurately pray about things you don't even know or in the natural, in your own mentality, you didn't even know to pray about them. You know, I read a story last night as I was reading after one individual in a book, and they talked about an experience they had. They were, they were in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, and they just had a prompting to st spend a little time praying in other tongues. And as this individual did, they saw kind of in a vision form or saw in their spirit, they saw a silver truck backing up over a little one-year-old, a little toddler. Well, they just put together that, hey, this is what we're supposed to, this is what we're praying about. Right. So they kept praying. They prayed until they had a real good release on the inside that whatever they were praying about was taken care of. This individual was a minister and, and uh, in the process of time, she, she was teaching on the subject of prayer, shared that testimony. And somebody in the congregation said, uh, can I tell you a story? And they told the story of, of uh, this individual's pastor. This lady went to a different church. This individual's pastor had a Christmas party at his house for all his staff and different ones. And the pastor's grandson, the associate pastor, got in his truck, silver truck, to go away. And uh, as he backed up, he backed over something, felt a little bump. Well, he didn't know what it was, so you do the, the uh, you know, smart thing. You put it in drive and go back forward. Ran over it again. Boom, boom. Well, got out to see what it was, and there's the pastor's one-year-old grandson. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, never run over the pastor's kids. <laughs> one-year-old grandson. Got up and ran in the house and lifted his shirt to show everybody the tread marks was unharmed. I mean completely unharmed, other than the tread marks. Walking around with the shirt up. <laughs> well, in the natural, how many would, would think to pray for that situation? Well, you wouldn't even know it. See, but when you begin to yield yourself to God, when you begin to yield to the Spirit, then you're, see, you've opened the door to the supernatural to the Spirit of God, He can show you things. Amen. And if you'll be available, He'll use you. See, God knew it was going to happen. Amen. And He needed somebody on earth to pray concerning that situation. Well, this minister, thank God, yielded. Amen. And the situation was taken care of. Well, listen, that's not, I realize that is an outstanding testimony. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you might say, well, why didn't, it be averted to where they didn't run over them at all. I don't know, but who cares? All they had was some tread marks. They went away. Yeah. It worked out, right? Amen. And, uh, but how many other situations or how many situations would God like to use you for and me for to pray out? Are you available to them? Amen. Can you see why what, what we're talking about, speaking in other tongues, spending time praying in other tongues, is so vitally important. It is not the, the small little side issue that so many make it out to be. Well, if God wanted you to have that gift, you know, he'd, he'd give it to you. Don't be seeking these things. Just, no, earnestly desire these things. Step into these things. When you find out it belongs to you, by faith say, I have that. I can do that. 
That's, you know, one of the, th we've had people at different times, you know, who had trouble receiving the experience. I've shared my testimony with you. It's a miracle I ever did because I was so poorly taught on the subject. Amen. And one thing you've noticed I've, I've had you say so many times is, I can speak with tongues. Because folk try to receive. Amen. Don't yield. Don't want to move their mouth. Don't want, to, don't want to step out. And they say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And what rules your life? Your, your words, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can. Anytime I want. Paul said, I will speak with, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. He didn't say, I can't. Huh? He said, I will. Some, uh, oh, somebody was teaching along these lines one time and, and people in the congregation got mad at the person preaching and came to them afterwards and said, well, the way you talk, you can just turn the Holy Spirit on and off anytime you want. And the person said, without even really thinking about it, just came out of his spirit. He just said, no, he's always on. And don't you know that's the case? He doesn't nap. Amen. We take vacations, but he doesn't. You can speak with tongues any time you will yield. Any time you will step out. Hallelujah. He'll give you utterance. Yes. Amen. Well, so we also said that speaking with other tongues, praying with other tongues, takes you to a place the Bible calls in the Spirit. Amen. We left off there. We won't review too much of that. I'd like to uh, go on and give you another point today. I have 10 points. We've given you three. It's taken us several weeks to get three out. But let's see if we can give you more than just one point today. Uh, and if not, if this one might take a little bit, but then the others are, I know are quick after this. But, but number four, this is another benefit that we find in the scripture to speaking in tongues. And this is a big one. It builds you up spiritually. I said it builds you up spiritually. If you look at the fourth verse in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That word edify, if you look it up, it means to build up. Amen. To build up. Um. Uh, another verse, if you can find the book of Jude, right before the book of Revelation. Another verse says this the same sort of way. Book of Jude, are you there? Jude verse 20 says, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. It says virtually the same thing, doesn't it? Build yourselves up. People that, that study and, and uh, are experts in the original language, the Greek in this case, they say that this word edify or build yourself up, it gives the impression or, or it's very similar to charging up a battery. Charging up a battery. Now, every car has a battery, right? Yes. Yes. 
How many do you drive to the service station to charge your battery? No. Hmm? No. You don't? No. What do you do at the service station? What do you do at mobile? You get fuel. Well, how do you recharge your battery? You recharge your battery constantly while you're driving. Did you know that? I know precious little about cars, but I do know there's a piece called an alternator that helps you keep recharging. it. Am I right? <laughs> that keeps the battery charged as you're going. Christians, you know, you're not supposed to come here to church to recharge. You come here for some fuel. Amen. And you're supposed to be recharging all the time. You have a charger built in. Most believers walk around depleted when they could be walking around with a full charge all the time. How do you do it? Now, that's not really the same as prayer. But you notice the Bible doesn't just talk about praying in other tongues. It talks about speaking. Amen. You can spend time speaking in other tongues as you're driving, as you're doing all kinds of things, just for the purpose of building yourself up, charging yourself up. You can walk around with a full supply instead of a depleted supply. Amen. When I was in college, I, I drove around with my gas tank right above the red. Because I'd only put in $5 at a time. Now, $5 would get you more than it does today when I was in college. Back in the day. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, my dad, he, I don't know why, anytime he'd find a good price on gas, he'd fill it up, top it off. I mean, he may have had just a quarter of, only used a quarter of a tank, had three quarters of it left, but he'd still go top it off. You know, you could, you could drive around full just like you can drive around just above empty. Amen. And as Christians, you can go around recharged. Amen. You don't ever have to deplete your battery. Amen. How many plug your cell phones in before they start blinking? You know, five, four, three, two, one. Right? Don't wait till you're about to drop. I got to go somewhere and recharge. You're supposed to come charged. I mean, we'll plug you in while you're here. That's not a problem, you know. But you come here for some fuel to go out to the world with. Amen. So sometimes you can speak for no other purpose than to maintain your charge. We do it all the time. You may think we're nuts, but we're full. You come, if you were to be a fly on the wall in our house, you go in one room, you hear my wife just speaking in tongues while she's folding laundry. Amen. You go in another room, you hear me speaking in tongues while I'm laying on the couch with my feet up. She works, I rest. <laughs> Amen. All the time. We're driving along. I, I, I sometimes look over and say, what did you say? Oh, she ain't talking to me. <laughs> Amen. Well, one more verse along these lines. Romans 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, church. Amen. You do not have to be embarrassed about being a tongue talker. 
Somebody says, you speak in tongues, you look at them and say, you mean you don't? It's for every Christian. You don't? That's, nobody in your church does? That's weird. How do you stay charged? How do you pray about things you don't know to pray about? How do you function with no unction? How do you do it? Amen. Glory to God. Romans 12, verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. You're supposed to be hot spiritually. You're supposed to have some fire spiritually. We sometimes quote uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, around verse 7. No, I'm thinking of the wrong verse. But still 2 Timothy chapter 1, where Paul says to stir up the gift that's in you. And the word stir up means to fan into flame. Well, you're stern when you're doing that, right? Hmm? How do you keep your spiritual fervor? How do you stay stirred up? How do you build yourself up on your most holy faith? How do you do it? With your mouth. Amen. And one way is speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. There's a translation of this where it says keep your spiritual fervor. There's a translation that says maintain the glow. We've said it before. It'll bear repetition. You are supposed to light up a room. When you go into a room full of unbelievers, you're supposed to light it up. I was, I was yesterday at, uh, I was performing up at the Lewiston Jazz Festival yesterday, which was a really great event. Couple blo- and they had all the uh, old cars. What, what was it, Josh? You came with me. All those old cars there, show cars from the 30s, 40s, 50s, parked in the street. And, and so I was performing up there, and uh, that one of the Air Force jazz bands from Boston was there performing. And I was, and one of the sax players came over to me. He saw my equipment and stuff. He was talking to me when I was on a break, and and uh, you know he he got asking me. And he found out that I was a pastor. He said, you know, there was something I liked about you when I met you. He said, I'm a Christian, too, and I could tell. People are supposed to be able to tell. Amen. God, like we've said in times past, God has enough secret agents. He needs billboards, not secret agents. Hallelujah. So speaking in tongues, can you see how... It charges you. What are you doing? The Spirit, you're, you're connecting with God. Amen. Just like you plug your cell phone in to the source, to the power source, you're connecting, you're charging your spirit man up. You're not designed and you're not meant to live without this most important method of recharging yourself. You're supposed to. Number five, if we can give you another point at least today. Speaking with other tongues brings spiritual refreshing. Now, I know you get refreshed from being charged, but I want to look at it from this angle, too. Spiritual refreshing. And I'll ask you to turn to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah 28. How many found Isaiah? Okay.
Verse 11 says, Very well then, with foreign lips and strange tongues. Everybody say strange tongues. With foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the resting place. Let the weary rest. And this is the place of repose or refreshing. It goes on to say, but they wouldn't listen. Now, you might say, Pastor, how do you know that this is talking about speaking with other tongues? How, how, you know, it could be something else. Well, if you read 1 Corinthians 14, it quotes this verse saying that it is. Amen. So we'll just believe the writer of 1 Corinthians, okay? Hallelujah. This is the rest. Would you say that with me? With me? This is the rest. And this is the refreshing. What is speaking with other tongues? There's times where I'll lay down. There's times, let me just say, where, you know, you're trying to believe God for things, doing your very best. And it seems like I just can't go another hour. And so you need to rest. And so not just a physical rest, but a spiritual rest. I'll sometimes lay down and just speak in other tongues. For the purpose of getting refreshed. I'm not praying about anything in particular. Just like we talked, this, this goes together with, you know, being hooked to your charger. Amen. You know, God knows how to push your reset button. He does. He can recharge you. He can uh, faster than you can. Living in the natural with all the stuff that we deal with every day, all the challenges, it'll wear you down. And most believers are fatigued on the inside and have no idea how tired inwardly they really are. And so we need rest, don't we? We need refreshing. Amen. Let me give you another benefit. Number six, speaking with other tongues helps control our thoughts. Helps you control your thought life. Now, there's no substitute for renewing your mind with the word of God. We're not trying to say that this is uh, an alternative But when you're speaking in tongues, how many have found out that your mind is not able to think about other things? And sometimes that's a very good thing. Oh, this last week. um, First of all, we we were on vacation, sort of. We were we were visiting my mom and and uh, she had projects double parked for us (laughs) to do while we were there. And we we got out of town a little bit to do other things, but. Uh, and then I'm de- I was dealing with some business things back here that, that I was involved in, in connection with trying to help my mom. And, and I mean, you know, when I wasn't on the phone, I was trying to dig up things in the ground and do other stuff. I mean, just one thing after the other. And then we went to sleep at night in this creaky, squeaky double bed. <laughs> now, my mom moves. She's not taking any of those beds with her. Either burning them or leaving them with the place. And, uh, you know, we have, we, a couple years ago, the Lord enabled us to buy, like, the bed of our dreams, no pun intended. But we just got this amazing bed at home. Uh, you, can adjust the, you can adjust each side separately. It's a big old king-size bed. And so you get us in this little, you know, thing. And so, you know, sleep wasn't <laughs> easy, to, easy coming anyhow. 
And I'm thinking of all these things and, you know, you're gone and this is what you need to do and blah, blah, blah. You know, how many know what I'm talking about? You're supposed to be on vacation. And so to shut my mind up, I had to make myself. I didn't have any unction to do it. I didn't feel like doing it. There was, there was no, uh, the power of God was not just on me to pray. But I had to make myself. I said, I'm going to just pray in tongues. Not, uh, not loud enough to wake her, although I was already waking her. Uh, by moving around too much, but loud enough just for me to shut my mind up. Amen. And so this, this will help you. You have a productive way. And not only that, you're fellowshipping with the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I believe next time I'm going to save the other four for next time because the next one will take a little bit too much. Is that all right? You got enough to chew on for today? Okay. Well, let's stand up. And as we've been doing to end these services, I want us to just uh, recharge our battery a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, pray this with me and after me, let your heart agree with it, if you will. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege of speaking, praying in other tongues. Thank you for our connection with you. And Lord, we thank you that as we yield to the unction of the Spirit of God, that we will recharge ourselves, refresh ourselves, Reset ourselves in Jesus' name. Now let's minister to him in that way and speak in other tongues. Delians Andre, ten Sansa Calates to follow the by, Mesin Sharan Ariato, Mention Shari and Regas to Sukulatan, Meding Gregas to sit to dance and under the bomb boat stackily etelo odeneme, ha ha ha. Hid Bostoshes and Jones and Nagrag and Estes and Nanaya, Bostesh de la Caradans to grow in Estes Agalatot nonde. Mention and an engragas to Sukulatavai, Caradin Gragas to sit to toast the dad of the Bolste Chanaboro. Hallelujah. 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 How many have already experienced some refreshing from that? Amen. Well, you can do that. You know, sometimes you need to pray more than a minute. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. I believe if you come next week, we will uh, probably finish this up. But have you, have you learned anything and has this helped you some? Yes. Hallelujah. If nothing else, I want you to see how, uh, maybe if you hadn't seen the importance of what we do. It's not just part of, you know, the Pentecostal tradition or something. This is the word. This is for us. This is an important part of our lives.